everybody, Bob Olson here with Afterlife TV. This is where I talk about the big questions you have concerning life and death. You can find this and every episode at afterlifetv.com. Well, welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for episode two of season nine. I'm so happy to be back here myself. This is very enjoyable for me and Part of that enjoyment just comes from the feedback that you gave me on the first show of season nine last week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The love, the welcoming, the sweet and kind things that so many of you said. I don't know how to say it other than I was very moved and I'm very grateful and I appreciate it. All right, here we are again now, episode two. We're here still in in the midst of our crisis, probably still the beginning of it for many of us. As of right now, I still don't feel like talking about death. Uh, And I know it's about life after death, but I'm, I don't know, just for whatever reason, it just doesn't feel super appropriate to me for, I think, obvious reasons. So I'm going to continue today's show much like last week's show. What I'd like to do again, and and who knows for how long, is make this show something that you can listen to that might be a little bit uplifting, more positive than what you're hearing on the news, certainly. Maybe it's just a good distraction for you for a short period of time. Whatever it is, um, I decided that we would focus the show more along the lines of what I did last episode, the episode one of season nine. And because I'm doing this and because I know, look, it's called Afterlife TV and we do talk about life after death on this show, I am going to intersperse these new shows with what I call bite-sized episodes, all right? So the bite-sized episodes are going to be about life after death. And what I've done is I've gone into the vaults, so to speak, and I've taken short segments that I've discovered from past episodes. So these are like little gold nuggets that I thought were special. Some of them I didn't even remember myself. So I know many of you won't necessarily even know that this was something that you listened to at any time. So what I've decided to do is just take the best of those segments and we will throw those at you every once in a while. They're going to be brief. That's why we call them bite-sized, something that you can listen to very quickly, but it will be about the afterlife. Okay. So when you see those, that's what that's all about. All right. I should mention that this show is sponsored by bestpsychicdirectory.com. As I explained in the last episode, Best Psychic Directory is my site where I have vetted psychics and mediums and animal communicators and tarot readers. You know, I gave you a little background. I'll be brief about it today that this site is not just created to put a bunch of psychics and mediums up there. So much of this came from me being scammed by psychics when my father died well over 20 years ago, and I decided to use my skills as a private eye to investigate life after death. That led me to psychics and eventually mediums, and early on I was scammed. And so this is a big reason why I became an expert on psychics and mediums. 
and have used my expertise in order to vet all the psychics and mediums and animal communicators and tarot readers on bestpsychicdirectory.com so that you don't have to become an expert or a private investigator in order to get a good reading. So if you love this show, please support the psychics and mediums on bestpsychicdirectory.com. Today, uh, I'm going to be doing something really quite different. Uh, Nothing I've ever done on this show before. I'm kind of excited about it, and I'm going to tell you how it happened. Sunday morning, I get up, Melissa and I were having our coffee in the kitchen, kind of talking about the next episode. What could we do? What should we do? And right there on our kitchen table, we have in a little bowl is a bunch of, you might call them divination cards. They're these little cards known by so many, and you might have these already because well over a million people have purchased these. Um, They're called angel cards. And uh, we have what's called the original angel cards that comes with the original angel cards book. And this is put out by Kathy with a K, Kathy Tyler and Joy Drake. And boy, these cards are just so special. We've had them I, for as long as I can remember. I think we had some and they got so old and beat up that we ended up buying this newer version. I think there's 20 extra cards in this package that we bought on Amazon. So we now have 72 of these angel cards and they are tiny. They are small. They just have one word on them like discernment, relaxation, grace, kindness, clarity, presence. These are the examples they give on the cover. And then you open up the book to read whatever it is that is written about that particular card, that one word. Usually it's just two or three sentences. Again, very simple. Well, the way Melissa uses it, and now I do because of her, is we'll often start our day and pick a card and just the the intention behind picking the card can be anything. We choose what do I need to know or think about for the day, for today. And then we pick a card, we read it, and then that is a theme that we sort of keep in the back of our mind as our day continues. So we enjoy this a lot and we decided, you know what, let's use the cards for the show. And (laughs) why not? Because I really wasn't sure where it should go. And this is a way of inviting the universe, however you want to look at that, God, spirit guides, higher self, inviting um, that higher power to get involved and guide the show. And so we picked one card to start with, and that was the authenticity card. And so I'll read the authenticity tiny little paragraph here from the Angel Card book by Kathy Tyler and Joy Drake. It says, add your unique ingredients to the mix, be real, express yourself, uncloak your originality and manifest your pure potential. And I thought that's really great. And I kind of got a sense of where this was going, but I said, let's pick another card because I want to fill this out a little bit more. And so we picked out another card and the second card was awakening. Now, just a coincidence doesn't really mean much or maybe it does, (laughs) but authenticity is on the bottom of page 54 and awakening 
is on the top of page 55. They're right next to each other. In other words, I thought that was kind of cool. The awakening card says, let the sun illuminate parts of you that are dormant, numb, or forgotten. Rub the sleep from your eyes and welcome the new dawn. Well, this really hit me even more than uh, the authenticity card because that's when I really got thinking about what are we going through right now as a, as a result of this crisis that we're in the middle of and what's happening? Well, you know, one of the things that's happening is our kids are home. Many people's children are home from school. They can't go to school anymore. A lot of people are either working from home because they can't go into work, they're working remotely, or they're out of work. Not only that, but we are told not to go anywhere unless it's really important, like to go get some essential groceries, right, at the grocery store. So we are being forced basically to pause our busy lives. And so many of us are very busy people. We're being forced to find ways to fill our time differently than we normally did, or to find ways to keep your children active and occupied in things that you can't do that you once did with your children, like just send them out to play with their friends. Everybody's trying to figure out how to manage this, the fact that there's so many people at home all the time. And Melissa and I got thinking about this, and, and, and these two cards were so resonant of that, authenticity and awakening. And really what hit me, as I said, was illuminating parts of you that are dormant, numb, or forgotten. Times like this force us to get in touch with parts of ourselves that may have gotten pushed away over the years. And so Melissa and I came up with this question that sort of pertains to this, which is, how did you spend your time when you were younger before you had so many responsibilities? Now, not everybody does this, but a lot of us do. Uh, as we get busy with work, we get busy with our children, we get busy with our pets, suddenly there's not a lot of time for the things that we loved anymore. I know that uh, when I was younger, I played the drums, I played the saxophone, I was in a band. I also used to love to ride my bicycle everywhere. There wasn't a place in all the towns around me that was too far for me to ride my bike. Uh, it was just something I loved doing, and it was a great exercise. And people were just used to seeing me out there riding my bike. And I know just a couple of years ago, I was still riding, but I, I, I just didn't have the time for it anymore. And suddenly, the bike has been sitting in the garage unfortunately. And that's something that I gave up. I also have a drum set still, but haven't used it in a, in, in a great deal of time. And I sold my saxophone. So these are all things that I gave up. I'm sure there are many for you. Now, I, if you want to just go through some examples, I think that most of them are going to fall under the creative endeavor category. Things that were creative for you, that you used to love to do, maybe just a few years ago. But we can even look way back into our teenage years. What did we do that we used to love so much and it just filled our soul, you know, it just oh, brought us such joy and peace of mind while doing it that, uh-oh, we don't do that anymore. So a few examples, painting, writing, 
I know so many people who say they want to write that novel, they want to write that nonfiction book, but there just hasn't been the time for it. Well, maybe you have the time for it now. Playing music, as I mentioned. Cooking. Some people love to cook. Cook like a chef, not cook macaroni and cheese. And be very creative about it. I mean, you don't necessarily have to have fancy ingredients, but you can do interesting things. Uh, Melissa is an amazing chef herself, and it's just amazing how she can take very little and create so much from it. Um, Decorating. Some people just love decorating their homes, but they just haven't had any time to do that. Uh, I am sure that many of you have walls that are just bare that you could throw maybe some artwork or something on them, (laughs) but you just haven't got to it. Like this might be a good opportunity to do these things, drawing, scrapbooking, crafting, you know, knitting, sewing, crocheting, all kinds of things. As we know, very, uh, what was very popular until most recently was craft fairs, right? We would go to craft fairs, all kinds of cool things that people would do. Now, you might have more time for that kind of a thing and start creating those things for yourself, for your friends, your loved ones. So the the second category other than creative endeavors is entrepreneurial ventures. You know, I know there's a lot of people who wanted to create an online course to teach other people some skill or insight that they have, and they just haven't had the time to do it. And now maybe you do. Or maybe you've wanted to create a business for yourself and you just haven't had time to write the business plan. Or maybe you invented something and you you couldn't uh, create the mock-up of your invention. For those people who are into crafts and stuff like that, you know, if if you make jewelry or crafts or even if you uh, paint things, paint beautiful paintings, stockpiling your creative products right now for the future might not be a bad thing to do. Yes, the craft fairs are going to come back. Everything is going to come back eventually. And wouldn't it be great if suddenly you find yourself with a lot of time that you can start to build up some inventory? Again, yes, I know there's so many things that we can say about that. You know, maybe we can't afford it right now. You know, maybe it's hard to get the products. I'm just saying, if there isn't a huge obstacle in your way, a lot of times the obstacle was time, was that we're so busy in our lives. The last one is just personal interests. So many people used to love hiking, kayaking, bicycling, but got away from it. Maybe you used to exercise all the time and again, life got in the way and you stopped exercising. Now would be a great time to do that. You don't need fancy equipment. You can exercise without any equipment at all. I know someone who was a little girl and she just read books all the time to the point where her parents (laughs) would tell her that she can't read (laughs) every once in a while. So they would just get her outside and she just loved reading. Uh, If you're that kind of a person, maybe you don't read the way you used to. And it's something that you could start doing again. Look on your bookshelves to see what's there. So many of us have books on our bookshelves that we don't even know exist. There might be something that somebody gave you, book that someone gave you that you forgot they gave you because you put it on the bookshelf. You weren't interested in it at that time, but maybe now it'll speak to you. Or stuff that we've bought that 
for whatever reason, we bought it and then we put it on the shelf without reading it. And then we forgot that it was there. And sometimes it's just about rereading things that we did read in the past that we loved and we want to do that again. I know I'm kind of stating the obvious here, but the point is let's think of difficult times like this in a way that we can say, well, is there an opportunity here in any way? And based on the angel cards, it's about finding those things that lay dormant within us that we forgot along the way. Maybe bring those things back, bring those things, those parts of ourselves back. Also, now would be a great time to perhaps study something. There's a lot of online courses that many of them don't cost that much money that you can take and it, it might keep you occupied for a month just taking that course. It might be something that you've been wanting to do, you forgot about, now it might be a good time for you. So one of the things that Melissa's doing is she loves to write poetry. And I've been finding all over the house <laughs> little things that she's been writing down, not the entire poems, just like pieces of poems, things that are occurring to her that she will write it down and then she'll go back to it later and sort of fill it out to the to a longer poem. And it's it's beautiful. I see these things and they're all over the place. She allowed me to share one with you that was absolutely perfect for today that I found. And um, just a simple line, which is, who is the me I used to be before I got so busy? And that pretty much says it all right there. With this in mind, two things. One, I wanted to give you, if you don't do it, the idea of allowing things like the angel cards. And there's lots of versions of those, by the way, that you can get. And so many that we have here that maybe I'll use them in future episodes. So I'll try to share different ones with you that I particularly like. And this is just one, probably the one we've had the longest, and it's the simplest without question. But just trying for anyone who doesn't do it to suggest the idea of this is a great way, a simple way, a fun way to use cards like this to help guide you. That's all it is. It's about guidance. It doesn't have to mean a lot. You don't have to give it a lot of importance. But I will tell you that pretty much any of our friends or family members who come to visit I always want to pick an angel card because they're just sitting right there <laughs> and everybody just gravitates to them and they, they pick one or two cards and um, it's more meaningful than you might expect for each and every person. And by this, I mean, it speaks to them profoundly based on what's going on in their life at that moment. That's what I mean by meaningful which is why when you have a reading with a tarot reader, it's like fascinating. Like how do these cards know so much about me and my life? Well, how is that even possible? If you haven't tried it, it's certainly worth the test. Do it as a test, if nothing else. It's quite fascinating. Early on, uh, this is very early in my journey, when I didn't really believe in this sort of thing, I, I got a tarot reading. I was testing things out for myself. And I got a tarot reading. And then in the same day, I got a tarot reading with somebody else. <laughs> that was my test. Oh my God, they were so similar. It was uncanny. So that, that was very convincing for me and uh, blew me away a little bit. So uh, what do we do with this? Uh, you know, I, I think sometimes 
it's just obvious. Oh, you know what? I'm going to blow up the tires on my bicycle and uh, get back out there and start bicycling, or I'm going to clean the bugs out of my kayak <laughs> and I'm going to go kayaking again. And, and it is important, <laughs> just a little digression. It is important to clean those kayaks out. The spiders love kayaks, especially if they're outside. And uh, I went kayaking once and a spider bit me. I'm sure it came from inside the kayak and it was, it was a mess. My arm swelled up, it was all red, and I ended up having this uh, horrible, what do they call it? I don't even know what they call it, where all the skin goes dead. Oh, it was terrible. Um, first time I had been on antibiotics in a long, long time. And uh, I was asking my doctor, is there something I can do so I don't have to take antibiotics? And he said, Bob, this is why they make antibiotics. Your, <laughs> your entire arm is red with infection. <laughs> I had a fever of 103. Okay. So I took it and I got better. I was okay. So get the spiders out of your kayaks, but do those kinds of things. Those things are kind of obvious is what I was trying to say. And yet there's some things like, oh, I'd like to start this business, but I don't really know how to do that. I'd like to start painting again, but I don't have any paints. You know, how do I handle that? I can't afford to buy them right now. It's stuff like that. We want to create an intention for, and then use that in our prayer. And so if you read the Magic Mala, you know how to do this. If you haven't read the Magic Mala, I'll just tell you one great way to do it is just write it down. Write it down, whatever it is that you want in your life that perhaps is something that you used to do, that you love to do, but things aren't just right right now for you to make that happen. Whatever that may be, just write down what it is that you want to attract into your life. The final outcome of this is what I want. I don't know how to do it. Help me do it. It's us saying to the world, to the to God, to the universe, to our higher self, this is what I want. Please make it happen. And then create a mantra around that. Well, Melissa came up with a great mantra for this. I am awakened to my authentic self. I am awakened to my authentic self. So what you do is you take your mala beads. I got my mala beads here. You could take your rosary beads, do the same thing. Uh, just so you know, mala beads have 108 beads. Rosary beads, the beads change a little bit, but they're in the 50s, 50-something beads. So you might want to do it twice if you want to have the same number of beads, say, that a mala has. Or as I, I said in the last uh, episode, just use any old necklace as a tool to pray with, right? Really what it is, we call it the mala practice. And so in this case, what you would do is you would start with the first bead hold on to it and say, I am awakened to my authentic self. And when you say that, you think to yourself, everything that you wrote down for your intention, everything that you want to bring back into your life, maybe something that you loved in the past, you're trying to create back into your life again. I am awakened to my authentic self. And then you go on to the next beat. I am awakened to my authentic self. Next one. I am awakened to my authentic self. Next one. I am awakened to my authentic self. And you do that for 108 beads. Well, guess what? It takes about 10 minutes and it's you focusing on your intention for that amount of time. It's amazing. You'll be surprised from the results. Now, two things that I want to tell you about in relation to that. There's a, if you look in the show notes, there's going to be a link to a page on afterlifetv.com. And on this page are going to be two things. One, there's going to be a video at the top, which is just a segment from a much longer video 
that I had done last summer, I think it was, that teaches you how to use model beads if you don't know. It's only for those people who have never used them before. You can see it. It's a video. It's me with my model beads actually doing it. And then underneath that, I am going to create an audio of me saying this mantra. I am awakened to my authentic self 108 times as I go through my mala beads. You can go through yours and we can say it together. I've always found that when you do it with somebody else, there is a new resonance to it. It just adds something. To me, using the voice and, and saying it out loud is an amazing exercise in itself. And I think of that vibration going out. So when you do it with somebody or with a group, it's even more powerful. So anybody that wants to try that, you can listen to the audio. It's just going to be an audio for right now. And on that page, and you can do it along with me if you want. And together we will work on awakening you to your authentic self. Even if your intention is, I just want to be awakened to my authentic self. I don't even know who that is anymore because I lost touch with that person. Then that's fine too. Whatever your intention is, then make it about that. And that mantra will work either way. So that's what we're going to do. You can look in the show notes for the link to the video about how to use your mala and this audio. I keep hitting the microphone. (laughs) Sorry, because I talk with my hands. I'm going to do this more often. So this will be the page that you can always go to and we'll have different mantras there eventually along the way where we can do this together. All right. Well, I think that makes it a show. I certainly want to thank you for listening. I want to mention that our our sponsor is bestpsychicdirectory.com. If you're really interested in this kind of a practice, check out The Magic Mala. That's my book. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it at bobolson.com. If you were really hoping we were going to talk about the afterlife today and you haven't read my book, Answers About the Afterlife, I will tell you that many, many people have told me it was comforting to them and helped ease their grief. If you're dealing with loss, then certainly check out Answers About the Afterlife, again, on bobolson.com or amazon.com. And that's it for today's show. All I can say is I know we haven't talked a lot about the horrors of what we're going through. I'm trying to distract you and have a show that's uplifting, that is something different than the news that you're going to hear on TV. And so that's what today's show was all about. And I hope that It was helpful to you in some way, or at least fun. Stay healthy, stay well in every way, and I wish you the very best until the next time, okay? All right, bye-bye. So that's another episode of Afterlife TV. Thank you for joining us. Please like us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, or sign up for our newsletter at afterlifetv.com so you don't miss our next episode. See you next time.